Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. And week four, day 13. Welcome in, everyone, to our Eagles Camp Recap with NFL insider John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. It's football 24 uh, 7 as we come to you on a Monday. Uh, man, I could feel the excitement here, or I did today, from what was happening down in South Philadelphia, Johnny Mac. Let's start there. The big guy was in town. Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots for the first of two practices with the team. Yeah, and I think it was a little bit exciting, a little bit of juice as we get to the dog days of August, Krause, and the fact that you see uh, a different team and you get different looks. I mean, bottom line, you get used to playing against the same people every day. So I think it's really important to get those different looks and obviously – You know, the one thing, especially we talked to veteran players, Brandon Graham, earlier in the week, Joe Flacco, you know, they know. The one thing about the Patriots, you can say the talent level goes up and down. Obviously, that's cyclical in the NFL. We're we're seeing that here in Philadelphia. There's no more Tom Brady. But one thing you you know about New England, they're always prepared the right way. So it's just a good team to practice against because you know they're going to do things right. And that's the kind of respect people have for Bill Belichick, and it's well-deserved. I would say, going as we begin the report tonight, Johnny Mack, it's Bill Belichick 1, Nick Sirianni 0. And I base that on the mere fact of the negotiations that took place, which you talked about on Saturday, about coming in for the practice, resulted in Nick Sirianni getting outside of his element today and having a much, much longer practice than the normal average 70-minute practice. Yeah, but you know what? I I think it worked. I think it worked for the Eagles, and maybe you learned something because I, I was talking to Xander, our producer, before we came on the air. I thought it was their best practice of the summer. Uh, from an offensive standpoint, certainly. And I'm talking about the Eagles. So, you know, it was about two hours, certainly the longest practice uh, for the Eagles. You know, the Patriots are are going to practice that, that long. That's what they do. You know, we were, all, we were all joking when we got there. I mean, the Patriots were working before the Eagles. They went about through three install periods, and the Eagles were still stretching. Um, just different philosophies. I know – you know, a big part of what the Eagles do is driven by sports science and the medical staff and the training staff. 
and the Patriots go about it a different way. Um, I think a lot of the Eagles' uh, beliefs are sort of reactionary uh, because of the past couple seasons and how many injuries they've had. And I think if they look at it a little bit more realistically, it probably has more to do with age and an aging roster than shortening up practice. Maybe they'll get to that point. Maybe they won't. Um, but I think that's sort of a, a story that will be told as we move along. John, do you think there is, and I don't want to get lost in the weeds on this conversation, but the point was raised in one of our camp reports about the validity of actually practicing longer to get better. And, and, oh, yeah. and, and if they're not doing that or they're consistently practicing much less on a daily basis, they're just eliminating time from the process of getting better. I don't know if that's if I'm phrasing it correctly, but I'm trying to get to the point of, man, the more you practice, the better you play. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um but there's a lot of limitations in the modern NFL that have nothing to do with the Eagles belief system. And that's the collective bargaining agreement and the fact that the players have negotiated this big scale back uh, as far as time you can be on the practice field. Um, so ultimately it comes down to what coach uh, utilizes the time you do have the best. And the Eagles have sort of come to this conclusion and by the way, I, I don't think it's the coaching staff. I don't think it's Nick Sirianni. I think it's Howie Roseman. I think it's the medical staff and the training staff have come to the conclusion the better option is to get to week one as healthy as possible. I think it's a legitimate argument. Um, I know Doug Peterson skipped, went the opposite direction. He used to scale back practices later in the season to sort of – get his veteran players to the finish line as opposed to early in the season. Uh, had a lot of success with it, certainly during the Super Bowl season and, and then um, making the playoffs again the, the, the two uh, seasons after that. And you were to sort of use the same formula. Um, maybe you should use it the entire season. I think that's what the Eagles are thinking. All right. Fair enough. We'll move on from that conversation. We'll keep updating the daily averages. Certainly the two hour practice today skews the average a little bit uh, as we begin week four, day 13 football, 24 seven across the Jacob media YouTube channel with NFL insider, John McMullen, co-host of course of birds, Three Sixty Five. Uh, let's talk about uh, that <clears throat> offense uh, today. Uh, that's exciting. The best that the offense uh, has looked uh, this on the heels of some frustration on Saturday uh, with Jalen Hurts. So define what you mean by uh, give us a look at what you mean by the best offensive day for the club. Well, I think a lot of it had to do with Jalen Hurts. I think he probably had his best practice of the summer. I think Jalen Rager certainly had his best practice of the summer. I think Jalen was a little bit more consistent uh, with the intermediate routes that have been a problem for him. Um, so that's a, a positive. He just had a good day overall. 
And as I said, I think Jalen Rager had a good day. So you start putting players together who maybe haven't performed that consistently and they play pretty well. You got all of a sudden you got a good practice on your hand. I think the most important part, though, is Krause is they come back tomorrow and do it again because that's what we keep talking about, consistency. And we haven't seen that consistency from practice to practice that with the players the Eagles have to count on. So uh, another good day would tell you, hey, maybe they're headed in the right direction. Did Quez Watkins – enjoy practice reps again today with the first team. Yeah, he did. And Quest was one of those guys who, you know, um, in the intermediate zones as well as going down the field, you know, the bubble screen. I got to tell you, everybody saw the bubble screen that went 79 yards. I think the Eagles ran that damn thing three times today. Um they're going to run it a lot with different players, not only Quez Watkins, but Jalen Rager. And we'll see if people start to figure out what they're doing. But that that's going to be a big staple of their offense. Of course, you can follow John McMullen on Twitter uh, throughout the day. John puts out a lot of pics and little videos and uh, captions from camp when he can. Uh, one of them today posted on social media uh, was Devonte Smith uh, back at practice and perhaps uh, a little bit more uh, involved today for the first time in a little while. Is that a fair way to say it? Yeah, he was back at practice. So he had his helmet and all the good stuff and he was in a limited fashion. So he only worked in individual work work, you know, some of the jug guns. He wasn't in team drills. No surprise there. I don't think the Eagles are going to push him this week uh, for the game on Thursday night. Uh, but the fact that he's back at practice with his teammates, with his helmet, and he can do certain things tells you he's headed in the right direction. And, you know, that's good because they need him for week one. I was just talking about their whole philosophy about the, the scaled back practices. This is about week one. And they want to get Devontae Smith back for week one. I do think he'll probably play a little bit in, in the final preseason game, but I would be stunned if they try to get him on the field by, by Thursday night. And then Jalen Rager uh, was active uh, in practice today uh, offensively. I'm assuming if the offense had a good day, Rager had a good day as well. Yeah, I thought he had his best day of the summer so far. Still a little bit inconsistent, which is kind of disappointing. I know he had a big touchdown. It was about a 60-yard touchdown, so that got everybody excited. Um, and then he came back in a hurry-up draw, and I know Jalen Hurts thought it was a touchdown. It wasn't. I, it happened to be right in front of me, uh, and I saw the official. He threw his, his hat on the field. Uh, indicating that Jalen stepped out of bounds and then he came back in uh, and and I don't even think he caught the pass, to be honest. I think it hit the ground. But most people thought it was a touchdown. Jalen was happy about it. They finished up a two-minute drill. Those kind of little things, guy like Jalen Rager's got to clean up. You can't step out of bounds, obviously. Uh, you can't let a really good pass hit the turf. Uh, and if it didn't, it was real close because I saw football hitting the ground. Um, so that part of it, 
is still a work in progress, but overall, uh, he had his best practice by far. John, do you have a thought as to why Jalen Rager is inconsistent at times? A lot of young players are inconsistent because it's, you know, it's a grind. We always talk about this sport is it's a grind from day to day and how much you have to prepare and how much you have to practice and how much you have to stay focused. And, you know, experience matters. It really does. It, and, and trying to learn how to be a professional. And I think too often people assume kids coming out of college are going to hit the ground running. And a lot of times it takes a little bit. Uh, and I think it's taking a little bit of time with Jalen Rager and hopefully gets there, but it's still a work in progress. Yeah. I don't know for what it's worth. If I'm a number one pick on a football team and in the first preseason game, I watched the six round pick um, sprint the field and have a much better, uh, have a much better day than me. I think from a competitive nature, I'm going to look to step to the front of the class. Is he not doing that or? No, I, I think he's competitive. I, you know, one thing Jeff Kerr, who was, you know, in for me today of birds 365 asked me that this morning. He said, ultimately, does it matter? Um, if you're able to get a big time receiver and it happens to be the sixth round pick and not the first round pick, does it matter? Uh, now I'm not saying Quez Watkins is going to be that. Um, and, but logically it doesn't matter if Quez Watkins turns into a star receiver, you still got a star receiver, but from a standpoint and how people react to it, um, from Howard Roseman's perspective, if you miss on a first round pick that haunts you, that follows you. Doesn't matter what happens. Uh, doesn't matter if you found a receiver somewhere else. Uh, people look at that first round pick and have expectations. You just said it. He's a first-round pick. He'll forever be a first-round pick. And he's got to perform like people expect a first-round pick to perform. Um, but guess what? If Quest Watkins is better, Quest Watkins is better, and he should be out there. Now, look, both players got a long way to go. Quest Watkins isn't a star because he had a 79-yard touchdown in the preseason. Um but we've seen a lot of positive developments with Quez Watkins. Haven't seen as many with Jalen Rager. Uh, but Jalen's got more uh, physical talent, more physical gifts. And hopefully he can make them pay off. No guarantee, obviously. Has Jalen Hurts been officially named the starter for the 2021 season? Now, Nick Sirianni, uh, for whatever reason, uh, will not do that. Um, I don't know. He doesn't want uh, – his his thought process is you don't want to hand something to a young player. Uh, you don't want to anoint him. You want him to earn it. Uh, he hasn't named Jordan Mailata the starter at left tackle even when the competition is injured and can't be out there. He still won't name Jordan Mailata the starter just sort of a mindset he has. Um, but I'll remind everybody, Jalen Hurts has not missed a snap with the first team. Not one snap. Not to tie a shoe. Not not for a, 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 a bathroom break. Not for a equipment malfunction. 
every single first team rep the Eagles have had, Jalen Hurts has been the quarterback. And Joe Blacko said that the other day. You know, he, he hasn't been named the starter. He's the starter. And if he isn't the starter week one in Atlanta, it will have nothing to do with anyone who was here. You can read that how you want. So, in other words, Joe Flacco is having a good camp. He knows his role, um, and that's going to be his role. But it's nice to see Joe Flacco having a good camp and also had a good game and, and, and a good game last Thursday night. Yeah, Joe. Joe's a good backup quarterback in this league. I think if people do watch preseason football, I often talk about Eagles fans and NFL fans in general are very provincial. They pay pay attention to their teams. They don't really pay attention to other teams. There's a lot of bad backup quarterbacks in the NFL, and you get to see it in the preseason, and you see some really, really ugly football. Joe Flacco, even at 36 years old, is very, very capable, um, can still do some nice things. Obviously, he doesn't have the greatest mobility in the world, uh, but when you compare him to other backup quarterbacks, it's not bad. It really isn't. It really isn't. It, it's 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 well well above average as backup quarterback. Forget the competition. Just inside the quarterback room, does Joe Flacco or can Joe Flacco help Jalen Hurts? Oh sure. I mean the guy's been around for a long time. He's won a Super Bowl. I think the forget about the Super Bowl. There was a stretch of six or seven years in Baltimore where Joe Flacco not only made the playoffs every year, he won at least playoff one playoff game. That's that's really impressive, that kind of consistency. Um, it's not easy to win, to make the playoffs in the NFL and win a playoff game every year. Baltimore had that run going with Joe Flacco until he tore his ACL and things went a little bit south. Um, this guy's won a lot of games in the NFL. And I remember Zach Ertz was while Joe was at uh, uh, doing an interview and somebody asked him some kind of question. Uh, and Zach said, because he's been doing it for so long, he's been slinging it for so long. He's got tremendous respect uh, amongst the players. Uh, Miles Sanders, who's a Pittsburgh native, remember Baltimore and Pittsburgh, um, probably have the best rivalry in the NFL right now. Um uh, said he was starstruck when he walked into the Eagles facility for the first time and he saw him. Um, he's got a lot of respect for, for how much success he's had in the NFL. Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen. It's our Eagles camp recap. Week four, day 13. Uh, more conversation in just a moment. Let's pause, John, just for a second. Set the schedule now for the rest of the week the teams practice again uh tomorrow wednesday i'm assuming is just a walkthrough and prep for the game uh on thursday night yeah uh tuesday uh, another full scale practice uh same as today uh start about 10 in the morning wednesday uh the eagles will have a walkthrough for the game thursday night um and it's patriots eagles at lincoln financial field um, and I think you'll see a little bit more from the first team. I think you'll see it ramped up. They played about two series 
uh, some guys only one series. Uh, I think they'll ramp that up a little bit. And most people are going to have interest in Jalen Hurts for obvious reasons. We'll talk to Nick Shiriati before practice tomorrow. Um, we'll see if he gives us any insight how much more he's going to play. I think reps, reps, reps is important uh, for Jalen Hurts, but we'll see what the Eagles think. Last thing on the from the offensive side of the ball, Zach Ertz. Um, what kind of practice did he have today um, against the Patriot defense? Yeah, I mean, I, I've said that Zach is probably had the best uh, camp for the offensive skill position players uh, coming into today. I don't think he had his best day today. He dropped a a, a pass in seven-on-sevens that turned into an interception um, for Jalen Hurts. So I don't think it was his best day. But overall, uh, Zach Ertz has had a, a very good camp. And it was funny because he caught up with Bill Belichick after – uh, and, and, and Belichick told him he's going to get him at one point and said, I think he said uh, how he wants two first round picks. So he can't get, obviously he was joking. He doesn't want that much, but uh, Zach's another one of those guys, you know, when you have the greatest coach of all time saying he's going to get you at some point, he's going to get you to play for him at some point. That's pretty good. We'll transition our conversation into the defensive side of the ball, I guess. Let me lead in with this, John. There is a quarterback competition, uh, I think, maybe there is, uh, going on for uh, Bill Belichick for the New England Patriots. Um, Cam Newton, Mac Jones, are they battling for a starting position or no? Um, I think they are. Uh, now, the Patriots don't frame it that way. They say Cam's going to be the starter, but obviously they drafted Mac Jones in the first round and uh, he's going to be their long-term answer at quarterback. At least that's the plan. So the only question is, is how quick do you get there? I can say Cam did not look good today. Uh, the defense Eagles defense kind of dominated uh, too many mistakes. Mac Jones didn't exactly look good himself. So I, I don't know where they are. But uh, Mac Jones is going to be on the field. It's just a matter of how quickly that happens. And if you're late in your career, like Cam Newton, the only way to stay on the field, we know, is win games. If he wins games, he'll stay on the field. If he loses, he's probably going to have a rel relatively quick hook, uh, and they'll go to their first-round pick. I think you referred to it as friendly fire, uh, in your Sports Illustrated article after practice today. Uh, tell me what happened to Darius Slay. Um, he did go down, and he did leave the field um, and then ultimately watched, I guess, the rest of the practice. Is that how it played out? Yeah, a little bit of a scary situation. It was basically one of those things where two defensive backs are going for the football, and Avante Maddox kind of crashed into Darius Slay fell to the turf a little bit awkwardly, uh, stayed down for a little bit, uh, and ultimately was able to leave the field under his own power. I did see him after practice, and he was smiling, and his wife was there, and he was having a good time meeting, you know, with the Patriots and, and um, talking to some people he knows. So I don't think it's serious uh, by any stretch of the imagination because – 
Uh, obviously, they would have taken him inside. He was having his typical slight good time after practice, so I wouldn't be too concerned about it. Just curious, John, what does happen when when, when practice concludes? Uh, do the teams have time? Do they allow the teams, the guys, to catch up with each other or off go the Patriots until tomorrow they jump on the bus and they're out of there? No, I, you know, for the media, you know, when practice ends, obviously you have uh, interview sessions with the media. Um, and during that time, it uh, takes about an hour or so. The players often are milling around doing extra work. Uh, sometimes you're catching on the jugs gun if you're a receiver, you know, working on your footwork if you're an offensive lineman. So a lot of the guys who know each other, uh, yeah, they exchange greetings. It was a big family day at uh, NovaCare today. So, you know, Julie Ertz was there again. So players' wives, players' girlfriends. So every sort of like a barbecue at the end without the barbecue. People milling around uh, saying hi. Well, we'll get the uh, John McMullen um practice game ball before we uh, do get out of here. Uh, anything else, Johnny, that uh, came through your lens today uh, that's worth putting out there that you saw from the joint practice today? Uh, Nelson Aguilar and Jalen Mills back. I mean, yeah. obviously, former Eagles, big parts of the Super Bowl 52 team. So it was good to see those uh, two guys uh, having fun as well. Uh you know, Howie Roseman hugged uh, Nelson, had a few uh, good moments with, with Jalen as well. Um, so it was good to see those two guys who were, <clears throat> you know, always very professional when it comes to dealing with people like us, the media, and, and things very accessible, and they spoke today. So it was good catching up with those guys, and uh, that leads me into my game ball, which my game ball, even though – the Eagles had, in my opinion, their best practice of the summer, uh, certainly from the offensive standpoint, maybe not the defense, but certainly the offensive standpoint. I'm giving the game ball to the best player on the field today, and the best player on the field today was Nelson Aguilar. Wow. Just uh, had about five receptions, uh, was just killing the Eagles secondary. Um, you could tell it, he downplayed it after, but you could tell it was important him, to him to show off in his return to the Novacare complex, and right. he did. He made a catch that you would never see him make in Philadelphia. I thought it was a play of the day. Cam Newton threw a fade pattern down the sidelines on the outside shoulder. So for old school baseball fans, you remember Willie Mays' famous catch where he's looking over his shoulder to haul it in. That's what Nelson Aguilar did. And obviously his biggest weakness when he was here was tracking the football in the air. It was always open, tremendous athleticism, tremendous speed, had really difficult time tracking the football. This is one of those catches that would make, you know, Randy Moss or Jerry Rice blush. Just a, a phenomenal catch. Uh, he was great. Uh, uh, as I said, five catches that I saw, he probably had more because, you know, you got to toggle between fields. 
And most of them were big plays down the football field. Just had a great day. Uh, just for clarity, when you say killing the secondary by a long shot, like like the only guy on the field, nobody was with him or what? No, I, I mean, these are NFL players. Somebody's always within earshot. But, for instance, on, on two occasions, the Eagles were playing zone, and, and, and he was able to find the soft spot between the corner and the safety in that 20, 25-yard range. One time it was Mike Jaquette and um, Elijah Riley. The other time it was Zach McPherson and Elijah Riley, cornerback safety tandem. Uh, Zach We've talked a lot about Zach McPherson. He's had a great camp as a as a rookie player. Did not have a great day today because Nelson kind of ate his lunch. How about Jalen Mills? Did he get burnt? Was he toast today? Did he make a lot of good plays? Today? Now the biggest the biggest thing with Jalen is it was kind of funny. It, it, he was Jordan Mailata, uh, who for people that have never met Jordan and Jalen Mills certainly has is he's six. Eight, I'm going to say 380 at the present time. He is a big, big, big man. Big men look at Jordan Mailata and say, that's a big man. Um, so the Patriots were offside, and Jalen Mills was near the line of scrimmage. Jordan Mailata tapped his helmet um, to draw the offsides to get the flag from the officials. Um and, and Jalen didn't like that, and he pushed Jordan Mailata in the back. And I'm, I, that was the biggest chippy part of the practice. And I, I told Jalen after, I said, that's not the guy you want, to, you want to push. But Jordan just laughed about it after. It's just one of those things. I uh, wasn't happy about it. But uh, Jalen didn't stand out as much as, as Nelson, uh, positively or negatively. You didn't see a lot of uh, negative uh, but you didn't see a lot of positive either. Eagles camp recap with John McMullen, week four, day 13, across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. On August 16th, the practice game ball goes, Nelson to, Nelson, Aguilar. goes to Nelson Aguilar. I don't think I ever gave him one when he was here, but now he's got one. All right, good stuff uh, from John McMullen. Uh, back tomorrow from the NovaCare on Birds 365, of course, with Jody Mack and Jeff Kerr. We'll be right back here tomorrow night with week four, day 14. Nothing on Wednesday, right, John? Walk through for the team and prep for Thursday and then the game on Thursday night. Exactly. Walk through Wednesday, game on Thursday. Uh, then we ramp up again and we start talking about the weekend practices and then they're going to have joint practices with the New York Jets. By the uh, way, John, uh, first cut, first cut down day coming up soon. Right? Tomorrow, tomorrow first at four o'clock is you got to get down to 85. Now the Eagles already started that with Adrian Killens and Caleb Wilson. So they got to cut three more players, uh, it goes from not this year, it goes from 90 to 85, then 85 to 80. And then you got the big cut, which is 80 all the way down to 53. And the from 85 to 80 is what a week from tomorrow? Yeah, it's a, after next week's game. So after this week's game. So yeah, you have the two uh, small cuts and then the big boy after preseason, uh, week number three. 
All right. Good stuff from uh, NFL insider John McMullen. Week four, day 13 across the Jacob Media YouTube channel on behalf of uh, John McMullen, who awarded his preseason game ball to Nelson Aguilar today. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.